0: Good evening, folks. Welcome back to the video vault. This is JB. Unfortunately, uh, Eddie is a little under the weather, so he could not be here with us tonight for the Clash of Champion reaction. Get well soon, Eddie. The good news is we've got Caleb Bailey back. Caleb, say hello.
1: What's up, guys? Can,
0: uh, eat. All right. So, Clash of Champions tonight, Caleb. You and I very rarely disagree on uh, matters of pro wrestling. I think we can both agree that this card tonight was put together very hastily.
1: Yeah, it seemed to be very rushed, and it showed. It really showed.
0: Yeah, because I, I understand how, since the brand split, if we're t- when we're talking brand-exclusive pay-per-views, they've kind of gone for the more in-your-house, uh, kind of more go-with-the-flow feel. Uh, they're not entirely married to the three-hour timeline, they kind of let the let the talent do their own thing in terms of the match itself. To me, yeah, I
1: mean, it, like I said, it's very in your house type of feel, and it makes for sometimes shorter pay per views. But they try to stretch it to three hours as much as they could, and that made for pretty long matches, which some did need the length, but then some really didn't need all the time that they got.
0: Yeah, I mean, th- uh, thank God for the last two matches of the night. Otherwise, I would say this would, this would have been worse than Fastlane back in the spring. Because mm-hmm. um, th- this is a... The, ugh, God, what, with Clash of Champions, got off to something of a rough start, followed mm-hmm. by... Yeah, but then it kind of redeemed itself in the end. I don't know. I mean, yeah, to me, it seemed like even though this was a SmackDown show... Those who are in mm. charge of Raw kind of got their hands in the pudding a little bit.
1: Yeah.
0: Alright, so it wasn't just I
1: mean, me. No, 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 no. It it, it seemed it seemed that like they were I don't know. They they seem they seemed to go for too much all at one time.
0: I wouldn't even necessarily say that. I feel that they they kind of threw a pay-per-view together just because, okay, we've we've got to do something before we start building to the Royal Rumble in January.
1: Yeah, and and they feel like, like, oh, it's the last pay-per-view of the year. We might as well just have something there. Yeah, we've got to have Clash of Champions just because we've got Clash of Champions.
0: And and because you have to continue acknowledging that WCW was, in fact, a thing.
1: Yes, yes. But I I believe after watching this pay-per-view tonight... Had they made this one in Greensboro, North Carolina, and had made this one Starcade 2017, I think it would have gone over a little bit better because you could have had a Gold Dust appearance.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with that so, entirely. I Because mean, I remember um, just watching some of the highlights from Starcade that they were kind enough to post on their YouTube page. I just, I just remember thinking to myself, why didn't they make this a network special? This would have been great. Yeah,
1: they, they definitely should have made it like a... Saturday Night Special type thing, because so, I, mean, I think it would have. It's not going to. You don't expect it to be a super push the storyline type thing. It's it's nostalgia. It's start.
0: That's exactly what it is. You have Arnie Anderson showing up to perform a Spine Buster. Goldust comes out yeah. to his music, but then, surprise, he's wrestling as Dustin Rhodes. Mm. So, anyway, uh, let's get to the card. We're going to go in the pre show, because I I actually did enjoy this match for a pre show match. Uh, Mojo Rawley versus Zack Ryder, the long-awaited battle following Mojo's heel turn um, three weeks ago. Uh, Caleb, I feel that, first off, his 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 heel music I thought was pretty good, and then just kind of how he lined up in a three-point stance before sprinting to the ring, kind of a nod to his football roots.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I love, I love his new music, and I like his... He's going to he's going to play on his football roots a little more instead of just being like a Rob Gronkowski in the WWE. <laughs> Other than, you know, his character-wise, he's actually just like, really, hey, I used to play football. I played professional football. I was here for – I was in on the Packers or wherever he was for a few years. I can hit you in the mouth and don't really care about it.
0: Yeah, and that's why I really appreciate the finish, just because his finisher is, I'm going to hit Zack Ryder in the face with an open palm. That's it. Nothing fancy. No, no, like, um, super intense spear. It wasn't like a clothesline or anything. It was just, I'm going to run at you with an open palm. Boom. You're down. I mean, yep. it just goes, it just goes to show how like, I mean, I remember Paul Heyman was on uh the stone cold podcast a couple of years ago and mentioned how, mm. uh, cause they were talking about how nobody kicks out of the D how nobody uh, stays down from a DDT anymore. And, and Paul Heyman used okay. What what if Mark Henry used the headlock and everyone tapped out of it? But then someone breaks out of it at WrestleMania, and that's how moves yeah. get over. I feel that you kind of have um, you kind of have lightning in a bottle now with Mojo Rawley. Just on that finisher alone, maybe he changes it. Maybe he doesn't. Either way, um, he kind of said, "Hey Zach, show me your killer instinct." And he just say, "Hey, here's my killer instinct. I'm just going to smack you in the face." Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. was. I,
1: I- I really like. I really did like his finish because I mean, he it's believable. He's a big dude.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm an ex I mean, football I, player. I like hitting people.
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean, he likes hitting people in the mouth. I mean, he can still stay hyped without having to run around telling people to to do that.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know how much he can develop his character because if he's going to have this sort of sort of like darker Titantron with um still with the hype music, I don't know why he's still wearing like the Hawaiian punch trunks. Yeah,
1: yeah, I don't, I don't
0: understand it. The the ring gear has to change. Maybe it was this but, was I mean, just a one off. I think the, the, the outfit change,
1: ring gear. The ring gear change will come eventually.
0: So yeah, all right. Well, moving on. The card. Um, this was a great match to open the show. Um, the triple threat for the U.S. title. You had the champion Baron Corbin going up against Bobby Roode and Dolph Ziggler. Now, for those of you who listened to our prediction show. We were both trying to figure out, okay, the million-dollar question, why is Dolph Ziggler in the match? Uh, Caleb, why was Dolph Ziggler in the match?
1: To become the new United States champion, apparently.
0: Yeah. um, Eddie called it, so hats off to Eddie for doing this, because Dolph Ziggler, we thought, okay, he's taking the pin. He's just there to up the stakes a little bit. But no, I mean, just as Bobby Roode is about to land the glorious DDT on Corbin, here comes Ziggler out of nowhere with not the super kick, but the double zigzag, and that's good enough to walk out with the title. So yeah,
1: and I, I love that finish too because it shows—I uh, don't know—it shows that he's still going to do something, that he can still be one of the best in-ring performers in the WWE when he's allowed to.
0: Yeah, and I think we can both agree that heel Ziggler has always been better than face Ziggler.
1: Yeah, yeah, Hill Ziggler's always been better, because, I mean, he, that's, his hash, that, that's his Twitter handle. I mean, yeah. I don't know if he's ever going to change it, but Hill Ziggler, he is Hill Ziggler. He should always be Hill Ziggler.
0: Now, here's the bigger question. Corbin's going to have a rematch clause. I don't see how he gets the belt back. If this is the end of the line for Corbin with the U.S. title, what's next?
1: Uh, well, well, Corbin, I think, I think he will get the title back eventually. He might even... Go go back over go over to Raw on a Superstar shakeup, Maybe start feuding with the Miz again because I loved Corbin and the Miz. Yep. One of them would have to be face there. Mm-hmm. But you also got to remember too, Miz is probably going to be taking some time off soon, being that Maurice is pregnant. So maybe yep. he could, maybe he could drop the title, or you know you know get the title back, drop it to Corbin at maybe Royal Rumble or the Fast I think whatever the pay per view is before, um before WrestleMania.
0: WrestleMania. Yeah.
1: So, I, I would love to see, I think Corbin going over to SmackDown or going over Raw would be good. I, they need another heel tag team, it seems, so maybe throw him with somebody. Maybe him and Mojo Raleigh. They did both play in the NFL.
0: Yeah, they did. Um, on And on top of that, I think that I agree with you, Corbin might get the, might get the belt back at some point. I don't think it's going to be in the foreseeable future because I think that, I mean, Ed, Eddie talked about on the prediction show, uh, okay, now we're going to have an extended angle with Ziggler and Rude, which I think is yeah. going to culminate with like the the title versus career match at some point, or or maybe. Yeah. Like,
1: I can definitely see Rude going in with the United States title even at WrestleMania, yeah. And then it's like, you know, hey, show show us what you got, Ziggler.
0: Yeah, because Ziggler he's been he's been rumored to have a foot out the door for over a year at this point. Because in October 2016 at, at No Mercy, he had that IC title match with The Miz where he put his career on the line, came out on top yeah. in that one uh, with an assist from the Spirit Squad, even though they weren't on his side. Um, and he's always done great work. He's probably one of the best sellers in the business. He's kind of, he Easily. Yeah, he did a great job of making the super kick a proper finisher again. Um, but at the same time, just like the fact that the show opens with with that little piano riff from Bobby Roode's theme and this Boston crowd is really getting excited. That just shows because even though Bobby Roode is 40 years old, probably only has a few years left in the business. I think that he's going to have a belt soon and he's going to have a nice run with it. I mean, I still think that at some point. he I think- Go ahead.
1: I think yeah, I think I, I agree with you. I think he should have the United States Championship at, at least once this year. Maybe have a good four, five, six month reign with it, and then that would show if he's a he's ready to hold another single title. So maybe go, have him go after the WWE Championship.
0: Yeah, I mean, I still think that he and Kevin Owens would make a great tag team somewhere down the line. Yeah, but. I mean, but there's still plenty of time for that because Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn have a good thing going on, which we'll get into in a second. Uh, Let's move on to what was easily match of the night. The fatal four-way tag match for the SmackDown Tag Titles. You had the champion Usos going up against The New Day, Shelton Benjamin and Chad Gable, and Rusev and Aiden English. Caleb, we wanted so badly to celebrate Rusev Day tonight, but we can't do it. We got to wait.
1: Yeah, I really wanted Rusev Day to win that match, but it showed that they worked so well as a tag team. Yeah, and I think they're going to have a good future as a tag team. They may only be around, they may only be together for next three months, but if they get some more steam behind them and more uh, may, uh, more fans start to get back behind them, maybe officially turn them face that could be a big, a big deal in the WWE.
0: Yeah. Cause, I really do, I think I can. cause doing a fatal four way, it's always, it's always tricky, especially for a tag team match because you, you want to know, okay, everyone's got to get in the right amount of offense. Um, no one's got, no one can take the spotlight away from the other guy. You got to make sure that everybody gets their dues, uh, in the match. Mm-hmm. And, uh, this one, you had it. I mean, uh, Rusev and English, like you said, they work together really well. Um, I think that Benjamin and Gable had some very underrated work in this match. Uh, mm-hmm. New Day, I would have liked—I would have liked to see a little more of them. But Big E did great work, like you know, selling the accolade, kind of powering out of it, took a super kick to the face like he usually does, and then the Usos just swooping in at the end, saying, "No, no, no! This is why we're the champions because even though you can beat us down, we're still the best." Yeah. Now, um, go on.
1: I, going back off of Chad Gable. And gentlemen, Gable was a freak. Yeah, he's a freak, yeah. man. He's an athletic freak. I, I honestly believe that he's going. He should have a run at, at if not a mid card title, I think he should have a run at, at, at a main title. Yeah, because he, he is Kurt Angle two
0: Yeah, I mean, he definitely is. Just like the, between the technical aspect, he's kind of ha- he kind of has the Bret Hart look, but the Kurt Angle moveset. Mm. just like everything that. Like a Greco-Roman or Olympic wrestler should be. I mean, he, yeah. just just the fact that he's he's not a very big guy, and he's pretty much giving a German suplex to three hundred pound Big E. I mean, that's determination. Yeah. That's athleticism. I I don't think that we're going to see him have a singles run for at least another year. Yeah. But he but tonight he proved hey even though I'm in the tag team division right now I can hold my own I don't need a partner to get over. Definitely. Um. And with Rus- and in terms of the championship itself, this the, what we saw in the ring today. I think it all but confirms that by the Royal Rumble, the Usos are going to be a face again. They'll be a face team. Yeah, yeah. Uh, So at SmackDown on Tuesday, you know they're going to start they're going to start planting the seeds to the Rumble, and maybe they'll have um, maybe they'll have a triple threat tag team match to discern, to determine the number one contender. Maybe they will have a series of tag. The first of a series of qualifying tag team matches, because I think that if you keep building up Rusev and a in English the way they are, because just just how how over they were. I mean, you heard in the crowd today: Rusev Day, Rusev Day, Rusev Day. Yeah, this like this is the team that the WWE universe wants, and mm-hmm. and thankfully this tag team division. It's so stacked with good teams because because you got Brizango, you got the Bludgeon Brothers, even the Ascension are going to get a mini pop here and there. I mean, mm-hmm. you could put the Usos up against literally anybody, and as long as you had the writers on top of their game, it would be a good feud. Just because, yeah. just because, like this, it's not like Raw where okay, you've got the Bar and you've got the Shield and not much else going on, but on SmackDown, you could pretty much spin the wheel in the tag team division and oh. This this is a winner we can take seriously.
1: Yeah, and you also still have Zayn and Owens. I mean, they're yeah. in a main event feud, but I would love to see them go after the tag titles. You know, you can. I think they can put. I think they can put. You know, a pile of crap and some water together, and they're gonna, and they're gonna make music on SmackDown and the tag team division.
0: Yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah. Moving on to the mat. Um, oh, no, go ahead.
1: I mean. It, The only bad thing I say about this match is, what were the rules in this match? Because it was a Fatal 4-Way tag team match. And usually how those work is there's two men in the ring and anybody can tag in. But I legitimately thought that there were four legal men at one time. And that was just so confusing.
0: It was very confusing. Um, It it wasn't like a traditional tag team turmoil match. Like you saw with the Usos against uh, um, Gallows and Anderson in Extreme Rules 2016. Where it's a tag team match but anything goes. I think that I appreciate how they tried to add a little bit of structure to this, but yeah, you're right. Having four legal men in at a time, it it did make everything very confusing.
1: Yeah, it was all over the place. But I mean, it ended up being a really good match because anything that Usos are in is going to be a good match.
0: Yeah, uh, it all it also ended for my for my money. It ended a little abruptly. Yeah, just because like the the Usos appear out of nowhere and all of a sudden they're untouchable. Yeah. Right. I mean,
1: they were sitting outside the ring for a good two, three minutes while everyone else hit their finishes.
0: Yeah, uh, and
1: they come in, and she,
0: it's over. Yeah, and then next up we had the uh, the women's match between Charlotte Flair and Natalia, and Charlotte, the champion, had to defend this in a lumberjack match. Now, when I think of a lumberjack match, Caleb, I think, okay, it's you, there's no there's no real way out of the ring without having to go through hell. And mm-hmm. this just showed how how light SmackDown's women's division is at this point, because even with the Riot Squad, Ruby Riot, Ruby Riot, Liv Morgan, and Sarah Logan, you just there was something so lacking in this match.
1: Yeah, I mean, I didn't get why in the world it needed to be a lumberjack match, other than you want to plant seeds towards a possible women's Royal Rumble. Right, but that it, even that didn't happen. I mean, there was Carmella teased the cash in, but it was very, very short lived.
0: And then, and then so, they, Naomi had that had that dive off the top rope onto onto everybody. Charlotte had the moonsault. The like yeah. I was looking forward to Carmella cashing in, but then oh nope, that's that's taken away from us too.
1: Yeah, I mean, if you were just gonna have Charlotte win clean over an attack because it. Pretty much was a clean submission victory. You, you you didn't need the lumberjacks. You you could really could have just set that up Tuesday night.
0: I said on the prediction show. There's you got two of the best in ring performers in Charlotte Flair, the daughter of Ric Flair, and then Natalia, who's not only Bret Hart's niece but she's the daughter of Jim the Anvil Neidhart. Two of the sure. best in ring that like, those are the genetics of the three of the best in ring performers of a generation. Yeah. These two are phenomenal on their own. You don't need to add a wacky stipulation like maybe make it maybe one thing they could have done. All right, you guys are submission artists. This you can only win by win by a pinfall. That would have been a great stipulation. You could have yeah. said, okay, um, Natty, you can't use the sharpshooter. Charlotte, you can't use the figure eight. Like or make or make it a submission match where they have to get creative. You, like the lumberjack match. I mean, it's just. I feel that the lumberjack match is in the, is in the same category, not, not quite the same category, but almost there as the Hell in a Cell, where it should be used as a means to an end, where it's like, okay, the lumber, like, winner go home. That's it. There's no way out. There's no way you can BS a win, or, or like get or have a countout loss. Like somebody is getting pinned or tapped out, and. I don't see how with as light a division as we have right now with the ladies on SmackDown, I mean, this was such a pointless stipulation. And, and then Natalia had that, cut that promo like, I'm turning my back on everybody. I mean, what was the point of that? Yeah, I
1: mean, it doesn't, it, the end of it doesn't really make sense at all. The, you know, I don't know, this match... Had a lot It poten- had a lot of potential, but it just really didn't live up to it at all. Um, and Natalya's really weird promo at the end, I don't think anybody should really let her talk anymore.
0: Yeah, so, like, it- I don't know, like, if, if if her time in WWE is running short because, you know, she's married to Tyson Kidd. Maybe they want to start a family of their own soon. Maybe, I don't know but you're all right and then she isn't great on the mic at all
1: yeah and I don't know maybe you're right maybe she's getting ready to retire or getting ready to leave or she doesn't feel like she's being respected but she's always gonna have a spot, a spot in that company she's like you said she's related she's the daughter of uh, you know Anvil and she's the niece of Brett the Man him and Hitman Hart she's always gonna have a spot in that company whether it's she's just doing a, a fart gimmick or she's you know tops of the wins of Smackdown She's always going to have a spot. Yeah. But, I don't know. Tonight's match was just...
0: It was, it was severely know. lacking.
1: Yeah, because they didn't set up for... They didn't push the Royal Rumble at all. They didn't, like... Hey, we're going to start this, and who's going to be the top champion, or who's going to be the top woman on the show? All they did was kind of... Everyone hates the Riot Squad, let's beat her up.
0: Yeah.
1: Or beat her up.
0: So... And as as pointless as this match was, it wasn't as pointless as the following one. You had the Bludgeon Brothers against Brizango, and Brizango got squashed in less than two minutes. Yeah, and which, which honestly I anticipated happening.
1: I, I I never said I I don't think that I didn't think they were ever gonna win the match or have a chance in that match. I knew it was gonna be a squash, but now it's kind of like okay, where do you go with the f- fashion police? I said on Tuesday, or I said. On the prediction show, I don't think they're going to do much else with Frazzongo now. Even though Eddie will disagree with me, he did disagree with me saying that he thinks that the Fashion Files aren't dead yet. But after tonight, it's kind of hard. I uh, kind of hard believing that they
0: aren't. I mean, they're they're definitely on a mid season hiatus. I'd say for sure because like you, because you had the Fashion Files going on for so long, just just continuing building up and building up until they finally reveal. The Bludgeon Brothers, who then they they keep off TV for another four weeks after the fact. Yeah. And the Bludgeon Brothers, I mean, we've talked. I mean, we, you and I talked on the uh, on the Survivor Series show. This is I can see these guys getting over as a tag team. Cause Harper and Rowan, they've done great work together before in the past. This new gimmick of theirs, while mm-hmm. a bit out of sorts for them, I mean it kind of it kind of it's kind of like a leg up version of what they did with the Wyatt's. Because now they're just like, yeah, we're a couple of big dudes with hammers and we're going to murder everybody. And
1: yeah, I, I mean, I really think people will get behind them. You know, people didn't get behind the Ascension all that much because they weren't used correctly when they got to the main roster. But I think people will get behind Harper and Rowan because they have a history on the, on the main roster and they loved them. Yeah, you know, when they were part of the Wyatt family, when they were just a tag team by themselves, when they, you know, when they're solo guys, they loved Wyatt and kind of just said, "Rowan, you're there," or loved Harper and said, "Rowan, you're there." But it, I think they really can get over really well. I don't think they're going to wrap the titles now because I think there's too much going on with the tag team championships. Yeah, but I, of they're course. They're going to watch some people for the next few weeks.
0: Yeah, um, and I I wouldn't be shocked if. I don't want to say by Mania, but I think by SummerSlam, we'll, we will see these two in the tag team picture, in the tag title picture. Uh,
1: yeah.
0: Yeah, because, yeah. I mean, you said it yourself. People love them with the Wyatts. Harper has a big following from the indie scene from when he was Brody Lee. hmm And it's just, they seem to have finally gotten the, that formula right where, okay, um, Harper's a big dude and can move really well in the ring. Rowan kind of cuts these mysterious promos where he does, where he says so much by saying so little. Yeah, and just like they, they add a bit where they kind of slap each other. It kind of gives it a very yeah. Mad Max feel.
1: Definitely, definitely a little bit of Clockwork Orange. Definitely, kind of like, yeah. You don't know what to expect from them too, but then you kind of do because you know they're just going to go in there and kick ass.
0: Yeah. Um, because like I said even though it was a squash I enjoyed it because I mean just from watching them on TV the past couple of weeks I love their entrance where they're kind of like shadows walking towards each other then they kind of time the turn perfectly I think their music is great as opposed to that that's sort of like Bayou Jam they had with Luke Harper early on I mean that's the that's the best way I can describe it so yeah Uh, but let's going on to the next match um now, this match was the start of the saving grace of the night because it, yeah. it was starting out, okay, you got the tag team match. That's, um, it's a great match on an otherwise awful card. Now, we had Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn going up against Randy Orton and Shinsuke Nakamura. Special guest referees Shane McMahon and Daniel Bryan. Uh, you said on the Prediction Show there's two referees. There is going to be a lot of confusion in this match, and boy, did it deliver.
1: Yes. Definitely. For one, I I want to say I texted you this earlier. I don't feel, I don't know why Shane feels like he has to make every piece of clothing that he ever wears into a cheap baseball jersey. I hated the referee (laughs) shirt.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that was bad.
1: It was terrible. I liked that Daniel Bryan just said, Hey, Charles Robinson or whoever, I need your shirt. That's the end of the story. Yeah. Moving
0: on. (laughs) (laughs) But. Yeah, this match did deliver because because Shane has kind of had that personal vendetta against Kevin Owens for obvious reasons, like we saw from Hell in a Cell. Uh, Sami Zayn kind of joined in on the fun, so Shane is is ready to just. It's kind of like Austin and McMahon from back in the nineties, except it's very clear who the heel and who who the face is because Owens and Zayn are these sort of pesky heels, and and Shane he's. Not gone full Mr. McMahon, but he's just trying to get them out of his hair by any means necessary. And he's kind of taking pleasure in doing so. And then you got Dan- yeah. and then you got Daniel Bryan who goes, wait, 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 wait. No, they're still on the roster. They're still our talent. And they still draw a crowd. They still tear the house down. So I feel that Daniel Bryan's looking at more from the business perspective, whereas Shane's making it personal.
1: Yeah, I think the thing that makes it more, uh, more confusing is that you have – two authority figures yeah shane has more power but daniel bryan's really the one that's supposed to be running the day-to-day operations of smackdown so it kind of like you said daniel bryan's worried about his business shane McMahon's worried about his personal vendetta that he has against owens and zane
0: that's right
1: and it's really kind of confusing but it's start it's really working well though i mean it's confusing but it's working well
0: if that makes any sense. It also It's also confusing in that both these guys are technically face figures. They're both baby mm-hmm. faces. They're uh, supposed to be. Yeah. Um, because what culture said, said in a video of theirs years ago, I can't even remember which one it was, where they said, hey, why don't we go back to having a baby face manager instead of just the authority, which has worked <clears> since <throat> the brand split to a degree. Um, and I feel that Daniel Bryan, the, he's always going to be over. The crowd loves him. The Yes Movement is alive and well. And here you had yep. he he and Shane like they're they're back and forth in this match. It was almost kind of like two roommates who are having a fight. Okay, that's your side of the ring. This is my side of the ring. You worry about that side. I'll worry about this side. Okay, we're good. Good. Now go away. Mm-hmm. And one thing that I wanted I wanted to get your take on this. The the announce table got involved. They're both special guest referees. Why didn't Shane just call for a DQ after that?
1: I mean, I don't understand. It's, I don't know. It, It was confusing. They just didn't want to call for the DQ after that because they just wanted to keep the match going.
0: Which I get. That's fine. But if you're going to call it like a regular singles match and you're going to have one referee as as the voice of reason and one is sort of like that Scott Armstrong type who's, who's in it for himself above all else. Mm. I think that what you need to do, you need to at least have some sense of decorum. Oh, the table's being used or the seal steps are being used. Okay, uh, ring the bell. And then you get have one ref step in and say, no, 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 no. We're keeping the match going. They're not losing I mean, their jobs yeah, like this. think
1: that the... The announce table, they've always used those in regular matches and they've never really been called for DQs. Now, steel steps are a different story. They pick them up, throw them, they use them. It becomes like a steel chair type thing. But the t- announce table has never really been...
0: It's never been fully off limits, but they, they kind of pick and choose when it is.
1: Yeah. They just it Basically, like if they pick up a, a piece of the announce table and smack somebody with it, then they're probably going to call a DQ. But if they put somebody through it, it's just like, oh, sorry, it was their... Yeah, it's
0: confusing. and it was just great because you had Orton with the RKO's and you had. um, Oh, what else did you have? You had Shinsuke Nakamura doing great work as well. Uh, and even Owens and Zayn were doing great heel work because you had Sami Zayn right in Orton's face. You're not taking my job, Orton. You're not taking my job. I thought that was great because it kind of keeps with what Eddie was mentioning as in terms of being a heel Sami Zayn. He's more annoying above all else than, than he is evil.
1: Yeah, Sami Zayn can never really pull off the evil heel. That's right. Kevin Owens' job. Sami Zayn's just kind of be like, like I'm the grand uh, granddad that wants to be cool, so I'm going to go on here and pull some dad jokes and be really, <laughs> hee, I'm your guy. But he's never going to be the heel or the super evil heel. Even He's just kind of annoying and just kind of a fly buzzing around your head.
0: Exactly, and that works for him.
1: Mm-hmm, definitely.
0: Yeah. yeah. And but then you had uh he was they had um Shinsuke Nakamura had Kevin Owens in the triangle choke, but then the shoulders were down, cut to another uh verbal spat between Brian and Shane. Then you had Shane doing the one, and two holds up holds it up and then tries to screw Sammy Zayn, which okay, Boston screw job, that would have been great. But then sure enough, but Daniel Bryan turns it right around. Oh, one, two, three, boom.
1: I mean, I don't see how you can blame Daniel Bryan. He's going to be like, hey, you tried to screw them just as much as I, you know, just as much as I screwed Randy.
0: Wait, sorry, Cal, we're losing you there.
1: You tried to screw them. He had match for one. One, two. Hello?
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I got you. Hello? Yeah, Caleb, you're still here, okay. man. Yeah. So,
1: okay. Um. Sorry, it was confusing, or it wasn't really confusing. Daniel Bryan's gonna be able to bring that up on Tuesday, saying, "Okay, you tried to screw Randy and Sha- uh, you tried to screw Owens and Zayn, so I just had to screw it. One, two, three. Match is over."
0: Yeah, because it it's very, and keeping up with the confusion of this match, it's very confusing who's the heel and who's the face right now. Because like that yep. that that dichotomy is becoming as blurred as it is on Raw. Uh, I'm very curious to see how they address this on Tuesday, because I feel that we're we're definitely beginning a slow burn towards Daniel Bryan's return to the ring. Because yeah, I, I mean
1: it's I was kind of anticipating a little bit of Randy actually hitting an RKO on Bryan at one point. Yeah, me too. And I was like, eh, eh that's still about three or four months away before he can take some physical contact. So I would have popped if that had happened. I'm like, oh my God, it's happening. He's coming back. When's, you know, when's Daniel Bryan going to hit the ring again? But then I was like, okay, he just hit it on Ow- Owens.
0: Well, yeah. by, by the same token, I, I, I don't think that WWE would have let Daniel Bryan be in a match of this type if they weren't planning on clearing him at some point down, down the road. Yeah,
1: because they knew that even if by accident he could have gotten hurt, it could have gotten hit, he could have taken off. Right. A bump. So, yeah, I'm hopeful for the future. Even without him getting actually physical, I'm hopeful for the future for Daniel Bryan. Even if it's just a one-off match, or if it's just like a loser, or, you know, whatever career versus career match with somebody else. Yeah, I'm hopeful for the future to see Bryan back in the WWE ring.
0: Yeah, and it's going to happen. I think it's just a matter of when. Yeah. I, I don't think it'll—I don't think it'll be for Mania, mind you. I—I I think that maybe SummerSlam is more realistic.
1: No, I think Summer. There's—they're already planning.
0: Wait, Caleb, I'm losing you, man. Caleb, hello. Oh, Skype's making weird noises, folks. You there?
1: Yeah, I—I
0: I think. Oh crap! I think we're losing him. Caleb. Yep. Hello, Caleb. You there? Caleb, there. Yeah. Okay, we're good. We're back.
1: Okay. All right. I don't internet. Anyway, uh, I think they've already uh, rumored Summer uh, SummerSlam 2018. So I think that's probably your target date for Ryan's return to the ring.
0: Yeah, I agree entirely. And it and it sets up a um some good things going forward. For um yeah, I, I really do. Uh, Yeah,
1: I really think so, I really think it's going to be a good thing I think Brian's going to be back in the ring sooner rather than later
0: Alright, now let's move on to the main event Uh, Now, given the the pacing of the show You thought that Jinder Mahal was going to go over AJ Styles for the WWE Championship Instead, we got a a very decent match Because I I tweeted out um, right before the end How AJ Styles basically did his best John Cena impression In that even though he got the win, he really made Jinder look good.
1: Yeah, he did make Jinder look good. And I think that's, I don't think Jinder's going to be in the WWE championship picture for a little while now. No, of if course if not. Ever, if ever again. But yeah, he did a good job of, you know, making Cena look, or making Mahal look very good in this match. Even with the Singh brothers getting involved, which I don't think they should have had them in the ring. I think that would have had a, not. Very between, a very good match between, very good match. I think it would have taken it from a three-and-a-half-star match to even a four-star match without having them two
0: there. Right. And a three-and-a-half-star match, it's a, very, it's a perfectly fair grade for this match because you kind of had the perfect buildup of, um, of A.J. getting tossed around like a ragdoll by the much bigger mm-hmm. Jinder Mahal, who is like very angry about, about losing this championship. He's, I'm the minor named Maharaja, that, that uh, belt is my crown. So yeah. I think that in front of a Boston crowd, just a, a, in a very blue collar town in Boston, just to have the little guy beaten down, keeps getting back up uh, getting, and kicking out of the Colossus. I mean, my heart skipped a beat there.
1: Yeah, I was, I was shocked. I was like, yeah, the Colossus is just basically the dream street done by an Indian guy. Yeah. But it's still, it's still a pretty powerful move and they've built it up very well. So see him kick out of it. It's kind of like, oh wow. I mean, I thought once he hit it, and once the Singh brothers got involved, and once you know Mahal hit the Colossus, like, oh crap, he's gonna be the WWE champion again, and everybody's gonna be really pissed.
0: Yeah, because you remember from the SmackDown in Manchester where it was the championship match. AJ instead of kicking out of the Colossus, he just put his foot on the ropes.
1: Yeah, he he, he got the you know the the placement. Yeah. Kick out instead of actually getting a clean kick out.
0: Yeah, and I think that him kicking out it really it really put the move over. It put him over. it put Jinder over. I mean there wasn't I mean there wasn't anything wrong done in this match.
1: No, I think it was a very good match. Or it was a good match on an otherwise bad pay per view, like you said already. It was a good match. It it wasn't the best match of the night. We already said the tag team match was, but it was a good match, and I think it sets up Mahal to have some success in the mid card later yeah. on this year.
0: Right. Um, the bigger question: Who does AJ face next?
1: Well, I mean, I don't think it's gonna be John Cena. He may be back in time for the Royal Rumble, but maybe, maybe he turned Orton heel. But I don't think anybody wants to see Orton and, and Orton go after the WWE title again. This. So well, kind of really,
0: I mean, the the good news is that Smack, is that SmackDown has time, so yeah. to they have time to um to build to the Royal Rumble because because we yeah, because they we're six weeks away from the Royal Rumble. You don't have to like immediately name a number one contender on Tuesday.
1: Yeah, I think you could have Mahal come out there and say his case that hey, if I wouldn't have had the Singh brothers out there, I might be the WWE champion. Um, he could very well make a pace for it. Then you could have. Maybe Drew McIntyre debut. I don't know if he's going to come up from NXT just yet. Well,
0: well, well, McIntyre's hurt.
1: Oh, okay, okay, I do
0: not know. Yeah, that. yeah, he um that um that because apparently in his match with Andrade Almas, he tore his bicep, okay. so so he's going to be out for a while. Um, I think I think one thing you could do um you don't need to have this match on um on this on this coming SmackDown you can have it next week. I think that one thing you could do that could be great. Um, like when, like when Finn Balor got hurt and had to relinquish the Universal Title, just say, okay, we're going to have a Fatal Four Way next week with these guys, or maybe not even a Fatal Four Way. You could have um have a Six Pack Match. You could have a Battle Royal, even.
1: Yeah, to kind of push for the Royal Rumble that's coming up. So I mean, yeah, yeah, I mean, and if you have a Battle Royal, maybe 12, 15 guys, that kind of pushes for oh. Somebody who not is not supposed to win this match could win this match. And then you could have a final four of maybe Jinder, maybe Sammy, or Owens whichever one you want to do. Yeah. You could have Randy and then you can throw somebody in there like Bobby Roode. Yeah. And if Randy wins, Randy wins. And if Sammy wins and you know, it's because or 70 oh, I think Owens. Yeah. Or maybe Owens
0: style. I, or I, think, styles. I, I think that if I think that one that you could do, you could have Owens win at the Royal Rumble. And then have Sami Zayn win the Rumble, and that sets up the dream match everyone's been wanting to see at WrestleMania for years.
1: Yeah, I mean, you've seen the match dozens of times in WWE already, but I don't think anybody would ever go against seeing Owen Zayn for the title at WrestleMania.
0: That's absolutely right. And and on top of that, SmackDown, they can... like It's like I just said, they're not in a position where they have to rush storylines. They can build towards it. Yeah. And... They and even if they want to, they could do something with Shinsuke Nakamura. I mean, the 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 worst thing they the only thing I feel that they must do this week on on TV is I think you need to have Chad Gable come out and say I'm entering myself in the Royal Rumble match.
1: Yeah, I think I think that would make the most sense because you're not you don't need to have the only two titles I think should be defended at the Royal Rumble are the WWE and the Universal Championship. You don't need the Intercontinental Championship or the United States title because that just takes away from the Royal Rumble unless you're going to make somebody pull double duty. yeah. But I don't think they're going to want to do that at the Royal
0: Rumble. Let's talk about the Royal Rumble because, folks, we're obviously going to have a Royal Rumble prediction show. Um, Next up on the card is the Royal Rumble for Raw and SmackDown. Now, last year's was very good. I thought yeah. I enjoyed it very much. I thought that it was kind of cheap to make Roman Reigns the the number thirty entrant, um, but
1: I think it would, beho- uh, would behoove them not to even put Roman in it. But he's going yeah. to
0: be in it, yeah. Um, because one thing I did like about the Rumble last year is that they didn't rely on um, on surprise returns. You know,
1: because there weren't any.
0: Yeah, you, yeah, and it was just fine. I mean, you, you could have had Finn yeah. Balor come back. You could have called up somebody from NXT. It, I mean, they, they had Ty Dillinger, who was the one surprised. That was it. Yeah. Um, but this year it's in Philly. The crowd's going to be a little more raucous. I mean, what do you think? Do you get guys like Tommy Dreamer in there? Do you call back the Boogeyman? Maybe see what the Sandman's doing? I don't know.
1: Well, I mean, you've seen... Uh, I've already seen this, and I don't know if you've seen it or not. The rumored... Class of the Hall of Fame for this year's already been released. The rumored one and Goldberg's the headliner, and don't know if he's going to come back. But the Dudley Boys are rumored to be the tag team.
0: Yeah, I heard. I heard, I heard the Dudleys were were expected to be in there.
1: So I mean, it, I don't think it would hurt having Devon make a surprise appearance because Bubba Ray's not going to be there because I think he's still busy with ROH. So.
0: Uh, yeah, I think I think he's got one match left that he wants to do before he yeah. hangs him up from, uh, completely.
1: Yeah. So I mean, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, but yeah, I would love to see something like a Tommy Dreamer because I think they have worked with the House of Hardcore in the past. So I think having Tommy Dreamer because he is the Philadelphia wrestler. Yeah, that guy. And if they want to have a huge pop, he would be it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, And on the whole, I mean, you got to figure out who's going to be fighting Brock Lesnar because there was that. That non-ending between Kane and Braun Strowman, and yeah, then
1: and a triple threat between those two would be fun.
0: It would be, you know, but we'll like see the
1: threats between with, involving Brock Lesnar have gone in the past. They've been very good matches, but I don't know how well it would be with Kane and Braun Strowman, three huge guys in one room together.
0: Yeah, it's I I, I wouldn't get it. No. Anyway, uh, we're going to wrap up uh, very soon um, on the whole Clash of Champions. It was a B minus slash C plus card. I mean, thank God for the tag titles and thank God for uh, the Owens versus Zayn, which should have Owens Zayn versus Orton and uh, Nakamura, which should have been the main event given the stipulation. If
1: they weren't going to give if they weren't going to give Mahal the title back, yes, Owens and Zayn should have been in the main event.
0: So. Yeah. All right, and with that, Caleb, please provide your Twitter information.
1: Um, underscore Caleb
0: Bailey. All right, um, you can find me JB's World three two eight six. Eddie, you can find the worst boy uh, spelled B O I. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter Vid Vault Podcast. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. Subscribe on iTunes and Stitcher. Caleb, thanks for appearing on the show. No problem, man. And you have yourself a very merry Christmas. All right. You too, bud. All right. Don't forget to lock up, folks. See you this week for our Christmas special. Bye bye now.